Mr. Auger, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. <clears throat> now, you were uh, a, a professional firefighter for 30 years. Yes. And I, <clears throat> I, I want to say you had the good fortune of retiring just as COVID were, was hitting, but um, you retired just before COVID hit. Yes, I did not have to deal with any of that. Right. But <clears throat> you had to deal with your father, um, Pierre. Can you please share with us what your experience was with him and the different COVID policies? Yes, my uh, father um, was, had early onset dementia and uh, he could not live on his own. So he moved in with my sister um, and lived with her for about three years. But uh, on June the 7th, 2021, uh, we had to admit him to uh, long-term care. Um, and that was at the height of COVID when there was a bunch of mandates and restrictions. And uh, I was his power of attorney. And at times I was not allowed into the home uh, to visit him. And uh, it made my job as a power of attorney very difficult. Now, when he moved in, um, were you allowed in that day? The day he was admitted to the long-term care, yes, I had to go in uh, to fill out a bunch of forms. <clears throat> okay, so you were allowed in that day, but then you weren't allowed in after that? Yes, there was periods of times I was not allowed in. And um, what was the reason you weren't allowed in? At that time, I was unvaccinated. And how did that make you feel? Uh... Segregated, very segregated. Uh, I don't think I should have been prevented from going into the home um, just because of my vaccination status. Right, so I mean even if you tested negative, their policy was that you couldn't go in? Well, at the time, um, th there was no testing when he was admitted. Um, later on, they did bring in uh, rapid testing and uh, since I was a primary caregiver, I was allowed to get back in and see him on November the 23rd. Um, and the frustrating thing for me is, to this day, when I go visit him in long-term care, I still have to rapid test, everyone rapid tests um, before they can go in and visit. So, you, so mean, you mean in March 2023? Yes, I was there last week. and. Everyone who goes to visit in a long-term care home has to rapid test. So <clears throat> he went into long-term care on June 7th of 2021. You weren't allowed back till November 23rd, 2021. Did you notice a difference in your father when you were allowed back? Yes, I did notice when I was in to visit him, um, his dementia uh, declined. And I'm convinced that the decline was due to him being um, basically locked in his room. They received all their meals in the room. I couldn't come and visit. Uh, my sister could visit because she was vaccinated. Um, and she had to try to explain to my father why I could not come in and visit him. Now, after you started um, being able to visit him, did you notice a change? So, so you were able to start visiting again in November and you'd noticed a decline. Yes. Did anything happen after you started visiting him? After I could uh, go in and visit, um, the very first time I saw him, uh, he didn't even recognize me. And then 
after a few visits, uh, he could recognize me. But uh, it was like every time I went, there's different rules. So sometimes we'd have to meet outside. They, they'd have a table set outside, uh, and he would be in his wheelchair on one side, and I'd be on the other side of the table, mass sitting outside, um, trying to carry on a conversation with someone with dementia. It was very frustrating. <clears throat> now, I want to change subjects, and you went to the hospital um, back in October of 2021. Yes. And so can you tell us about that experience? Uh, I ended up showing up at a hospital on a Friday night with severe abdominal pains. And after a bunch of tests, um, it, it, the, I was diagnosed with uh, appendicitis and I needed emergency surgery to remove my appendix. So I was admitted to the hospital at that time and I was laying on a bed a stretcher in the hallway and as they were doing uh, the admitting to the hospital the nursing uh, team was doing all the paperwork and they said part of being admitted to the hospital and needing surgery is we have to do a COVID test but they weren't concerned because they knew I was fully vaccinated and once I informed them that I was not vaccinated uh, the, the whole demeanor changed the nurse left the bedside, um, came back and said, um, we have now found a room for you. Originally, they told me I'd have to spend the night in the hallway on a stretcher because there was no rooms. So can I, so I just break in? So what you're telling us is, is you're told you, you, you got to basically spend the night in the hallway on a stretcher. Waiting when, for surgery. When they think you're vaccinated. But the minute they find out you're unvaccinated, they're gonna, they found a room immediately. Yes, I was uh, rolled in on the stretcher into a single room, you know, glassed-in room, and that's where I spent the night in this glassed-in room on the stretcher. They didn't even transfer me onto a hospital bed. I spent the night on the stretcher. Now, were you tested for COVID during your stay? Yes, they did the test. Once they knew they were admitting me, they did a test, and uh, the test did come back negative. So the hospital knows that you do not have COVID. Yes. So did the treatment improve when the test came back? I felt very segregated. I was in a room by myself, had to wear a mask the whole time I was in this room. And one of the most disturbing parts of it was is through the night I had to get up and go to the bathroom and there wasn't a bathroom in the room. So I got up. Uh, off my bed, went down the hallway to the bathroom. When I came back, I noticed there was a yellow post-it note stuck on the glass lighting door, and it had one word written on it, unvaccinated. And how did that make you feel? Not very good. Um, and it just sort of, I was on my own, you know. My wife could come in and see me. Uh, she went home for the night, but she was in in the morning again, but she was the only one that was allowed in. Did you get much nursing attention that night? I only recall a couple uh, times the nurse came into the room to check on me. <clears throat> now, you're waiting for surgery. 
Yes, I had surgery the next day. <clears throat> and this is emergency surgery? Yes, they had to call in a surgeon and an anesthesiologist and, and uh, two surgical nurses to do my surgery, and I was the only surgery done that Saturday. And uh, am I correct in suggesting to you that this was a life-and-death situation? Uh, that I cannot answer, but uh, I was in a lot of pain, and they told me that they had to come out. So that's why they did it the next day. Right. <clears throat> now, you were um, telling us that at the hospital you were treated differently once they found out you were unvaccinated. Uh, has your status changed, your vaccination status? Yes. Uh, I, I did get vaccinated. Um, I 100% uh, regret that decision I made. Um, I was not anti-vax, I was vaccine hesitant. And the reason I was vaccine hesitant is um, I have had two bouts of pericarditis in my lifetime, once as a teenager in high school and once in my uh, 20s as a firefighter. And both times it was very painful and I required medication to um, get over the pericarditis. And I started doing research at the very beginning of COVID and what I could find out, it seemed like it was very hard to get information, but I did find out that the mRNA vaccines and the AstraZeneca vaccines both had possible side effects of heart inflammation and I wasn't willing to take the risk. So I researched Johnson & Johnson and at the time Johnson & Johnson was purchased by the Canadian government, but they did not release it to the provinces. So I basically waited until it was available um, in Ontario before I considered taking it. Did you feel that? Sorry, I turned my mic off. Did you feel that um, uh, you were perfectly free to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine? No, I, I to this day, I feel like I was 100% coerced into that decision, uh, mainly because of the experience I had in the long-term care home, trying to look after my father, and the experience I received at the hospital as being an unvaccinated patient needing surgery. What happened when you were vaccinated? I was very hesitant to getting vaccinated. Um, the last vaccine I did receive was a shingles vaccine, and I did have a reaction to that, which was another reason I was vaccine hesitant. Um, but I just felt like I, this, I was being coerced into doing this because if I wanted to do anything, I had to be vaccinated, you know? Um, so I got vaccinated on December the 23rd. And the next day, I felt like I got run over by a truck. I was uh, in a lot of uh, pain. I have arthritis. Uh, it just seems like my arthritis flared up. For the first week, I was in a lot of pain. And then ever since then, my arthritis has been worse. And I've talked to my doctor about it, and my doctor has no explanation. She just suggested to uh, increase my arthritis medication. And so this was a sudden change? Uh, 
the day after being vaccinated, I was sore for a week. Like it was hard getting in and out of bed, walking up and down stairs, everything hurt, just hurt. And then uh, for the first year, my shoulders, I had a hard time sleeping on my side. My shoulders would hurt. Uh, it's been progressively getting better because it's been well over a year, but I'm still not back to the way I felt pre-vaccination. Now you have not gotten your second shot. Well, that's one of the reasons I did decide to go with Johnson & Johnson because it was a one-shot vaccination. You're considered fully vaccinated. And it was a viral vector vaccine, which was closer to the flu shot, which I have received before and didn't have reactions to. Uh, but the one thing that really frustrates me is when you uh, see anything in mainstream media is they always talk about two shots. To be fully vaccinated, you need your two shots. But Johnson & Johnson wasn't that way. At one shot, you're considered vaccinated, but they never talk about it. Why did the government push the mRNA vaccines? Did they, did they want multiple shots? I, I don't have the answer. Mr. Auger, you've had you know, several experiences concerning government policy decisions on COVID. What, what would you think we should do differently if we were to face this again? Everything. Uh, to me, uh, anyone who spoke against it was silenced. Um, there should have been more open conversation uh, about getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated, side effects. It just seemed very rushed to me, and the government just kept moving the goalpost, you know. Um, it was get your two shots, uh, you're done. Now get a booster, you know. Now mix and match vaccines. It, it, it just, it, it was like the science was changing constantly, and they didn't really have the... Um, uh, the science to back it up. It just kept changing. It, it just happened too quickly. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Auger. I have no further questions. The commissioners might have questions. <clears throat> so we're good. Thank you so much for your testimony. Thank you for the opportunity.